Um, I'd like to begin this episode with a reading from Roger Ebert. James Bond has battled evil commies and megalomaniac madmen. Perhaps it was only a matter of time until he faced off against a media baron, the only sort of figure in today's world that actually does seek global domination. His enemy in Tomorrow Never Dies wants to start a war in order to create headlines for the launch of his latest news channel. Just imagine what Rupert Murdoch and Ted Turner would like to do to each other and imagine either one of them doing it to the Chinese and you'll get the idea. So that's what Roger had to say about the movie. So obviously we're talking about the 1997 masterpiece, Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, So Adam, for your edification, this is the fourth part of a nine part series on James Bond. We're watching all the Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig movies. So uh, the last episode in this feed would have been on Goldeneye. Um, So that, of course, that was fantastic. And uh, one of my sort of working mantras with doing these episodes is the idea that every James Bond film is a perfect time capsule of the year it was made. And uh, I think that's pretty much true for tomorrow never dies as well. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's, it's very much, you know, with with the nineties bonds um, and even to some extent with the Daniel Craig bombs, you you, you do. And this is true of all action movies in the nineties is you kind of see them. But once you, once the U S has reached total global hegemony and power, they, 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 they're sort of nowhere to go, right? Without a Cold War, which was, and then Goldeneye was kind of the, the, the Francis Fukuyama, the, the like the, the anti um, version of that. So that was, they sort of subverted it by making it about the, the mess caused by them in the Cold War. But then after that in 97, it's not quite sure where you go. And then I actually thought it was a very clever setup. Um, it's, it's utterly ridiculous, even for like the campy bond standards, but it's a lot of fun. It's a very fun movie. Um, I actually hadn't watched it in a while, and uh, it's one of the better bonds. I think. I think it's a somewhat of a clever, they, very clever premise. It's like a, it's go- like I said, it's quite goofy, um, but, and I do think they probably dialed it up a little too high. Um, but uh, as far as like where you would go in the late like '90s, I think a kind of because you know it, it was in production while Fox News was launching mm-hmm. um, in 1996, and. Uh, it definitely has this vibe of like um, the media as, as sort of this thing we can criticize or, or satirize um, in this heightened context, because who, who's Bond going to fight in 1997? You know, he's going to fight the, you know, the, the Serbians. I mean, what's the, what, what was the bad guy there? Uh, sort of pre 9-11-24, like we're going to fight Serbians. I mean, it wasn't really until 9-11 that there was more focus. I mean, you had your sort of revolving door of, Kind of post-Soviet henchmen, your 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 evil East Germans, your evil, you know, Die Hard Three. You had your your uh, meta terrorists, which I guess he's kind of a meta terrorist, right? Because he's sort of um, about creating conflict, and then much like season two of Twenty Four, the goal is to actually stop a war, uh, which is something that that intelligence agencies are are known to do: stop wars. They don't they don't manufacture them; they are the ones actually stopping them. While freelance media media moguls with somehow no pre-existing lines of communication with British intelligence um, are off are off trying to stop them. I love I love the British and American intelligence in James Bondland. They're they're completely reactive, clueless, um, totally outgunned, outmatched, kind of bumbling around. And it's like, oh yeah, that's definitely not how that happens. 